I will be repeating this all the way until my very last day on earth. On my on my deathbed, there will still be one row of empty seats. Hi, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what to do? Okay, on my left, we will go run through our usual, uh, our weekly ritual. Let's see who is on my left, uh, who is new with us for the first time. Uh, let me see. Yes, I think you look new. Yes. Tell us your name and how you got to know about this group. Okay. Hi, everyone. Oh, hi. hi, everyone. My name is Evan. So I got introduced to this uh, class by my very good friend, Terry. Uh-huh. So, and it's my first session here. Pleasure to be here. Welcome. Welcome. And who is the young man next to you? Uh, what is your name? Juice. Huh? Juice. Juice. Apple juice or orange juice? <laughs> How old are you? Six years old. Well, oh, that's very big already, huh? Where are you working? <laughs> oh, he's busy with his pen. Mm. Ah, it's okay. Welcome, welcome. Let's see. Who else uh, is here for the first time on my left? Let's see. Uh, I think. Okay, I think most of them are all season parking holders. On my right, uh, introduce before, introduce before. Okay, on my right, mostly season parking holders. Yeah, uh, some of them KK look on the ground and then, yeah. Who has not introduced yourself in front of the Buddha? Uh, raise your hand now. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, yes. Yes. 
I know about this group from the spiritual cultivation Facebook page. Ah, I see. I was actually looking at the Heart Sutra uh, poster. Uh-huh. I think it has the spiritual cultivation page there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I put myself on the page. I like the page so so I really understand the notice. Ah, okay. So this is the first time you join us? Yes. So how many weeks and months have you been tailgating the, the Facebook page? I have since the Heart Sutra class. Ah, okay. So uh, that will be early March? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Welcome. Ah, because what? Because usually I'm at the Buddhist fellowship. Ah, I see, I see. So I, I attend the Anakalasati class. Uh-huh. So I couldn't come, but last week the class ended. Uh-huh. So I can come today. I see. Okay. Good. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Who else? Uh, there's this uh, lady in green. Uh. She she looks very sheepish. <laughs> Tell us your name and how you got to know this class. I attended some of these sessions previously at Okasi, so I'm not exactly new. Uh, and I also introduced myself before, so... Yeah. Uh, but never seen him for a long time, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, so what's your name again? Hui. Hui Min. Ah, okay. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Okay. And uh, very good to see Richard. Richard, welcome back. Today your, your head is shinier than mine. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Much better. Much better, huh? Today I can see you almost running around. So good to see all of you. So welcome. Uh, wait, uh, there's this gentleman also in green. I think he's new as well. Uh, what happened to the mic? Tell us your name and how you got to know this group. I thought you weren't able to find me. Oh, right at the start, I see you behind. <laughs> I don't belong to any of these sets, but I love to read Buddhist books. So I came to the Buddhist library since I'm available today. And by chance, at this talk, hence I come and listen. I see. And what is your name? And what is your name? My name is Leo. Leo. L-E-O. Ah, welcome, welcome. Okay. How about the uh, gentleman in pink? Have we introduced before? No. Then kick, kick, kick. Like that. Oh, it's like, steady, steady sitting there. I'm Joe. Yes. I actually attended the Hatsu class. Ah. Yes, yes. Okay, welcome, welcome. So as you can see, we have two, two lovely kids uh, and more running around. Uh, yeah, uh, spiritual group cultivation, also fondly known as SGC, is uh, is a uh, a weekly program for Buddhists. Uh, in particular, English-speaking Buddhists. 
Yeah, and also uh, Buddhists who make noise. <laughs> yes, uh, and we welcome uh, everyone of all ages to join us every week for short puja, short sitting, and not so short dharma sharing. Yeah, so every week we will have uh, different topics. Uh, we used to have uh, some topics that are running. So we have finished the series on the Bodhisattva vow, and uh, the past two weeks we covered uh, a topic that in a way is close to heart, but at the same time something that we don't really talk about, yeah, phasing up to death. So we had two sessions on that. The first session was uh, phasing up to death as far as our own is concerned. Yeah, and then the second was uh, dealing with the death of a loved one. Yeah. So today, today we have a different topic. Today's topic is on uh, work. Mm, work. Uh, but in particular, finding success in work. Mm. Actually, the topic is the topic is uh, how do I put it? In fact, we can just put the word work. Yeah. Because we cannot have a topic called finding failure at work. Yeah. Uh, how to get retrenched at work. Yeah. Who, who would come for such a topic? Yeah? Such a talk. Uh, or uh, yeah, so when we talk about work, we only think about success. Yeah. Uh, or am I wrong? Is there anyone who wants to find failure at work? Anyone? Everybody wants to find success at work. But the strange thing about life is, even though everybody wants to find success, do we all find it? Uh, we don't always find it. Mm. Uh, a little bit like meditation, you know. Uh, when we do meditation... Oh, everybody want to calm our mind, yeah. Want to tame our mind, want to find peace in our mind, yeah. But not everybody can experience it. And in fact, within even one sitting, yeah, one short sitting, sometimes we experience a bit of discomfort. Sometimes we find a bit of mm, pleasantness, yeah. And in many ways. Oh, and, and not just that, we experience a bit of neither pain nor pleasant feelings. In a way, this is like a microcosm of our life, including work. Yeah? Sometimes we find success, sometimes we don't find success. And most of the time, work is just work. Huh? Mm. So today we will, we will take a look um, and we will share. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I read some articles and uh, there are some people who, who ask the question, yeah, like when, <clears throat> when sometimes they have a topic, like there was once I went to this uh, church, uh, they invited different speakers from different religions to speak on a topic called marriage, yeah. So it's kind of funny because we have a bunch of, of us who are mostly not married and then talking about marriage. 
Yeah. So likewise today, we are having someone who is jobless to talk about finding success at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I became a monk, I did work for a while, yeah, about four to five years. Uh, but my idea of success may not be what your idea of success is. Yeah, so we'll explore a few things in today's uh, sharing. First thing first, what is today's date? 22nd. Huh? 22nd. 22nd. Sifu cannot see. Sifu is not blind. Sifu can see. Yes, okay. Thank you. So, finding success. Hmm. First of all, what is success? How do we define success? How do we define success? A show of hands, how many of you feel that you are successful? <coughs> yeah. This is an expected response. Yeah. First of all, Singaporeans are very uh, humble. Yeah. Furthermore, Chinese are very humble, double humbleness. Thirdly, Buddhist lawgivers. So all of you, no wonder you are here for the talk, because you are not successful. Is it? Is it? Is that the case that you are here because you are not successful? Work. But what is success? What is success? Yeah. No, I, I really need an answer, you know. <laughs> achievement. Uh, okay. What kind of achievement? For you, what kind of achievement would you deem yourself to be successful? I would find peace with what I have and what I've achieved. <laughs> well, I guess it's going to be a short talk. <laughs> So if you can find peace uh, with what you have achieved, uh, so that's about contentment. More about contentment. Yeah, and probably right from the beginning, you probably would set some targets, objectives. Mm. And then once you achieve them, and then yeah, you could adjust and then manage your own expectations. Okay. Okay, so there must be some goals, and plus achieving those goals. And then you get peace. And this would be success. More or less. Mm. So, uh, different people at different times have different goals. Yeah? Uh, in my time, when we finish our studies, uh, when, we, when we graduate, uh, our first goal is just to find a job. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't so much of finding an ideal job. Of course, if you can find it, sure. But for most of us, back, back in the 90s, when we finish our studies, 
Yeah, uh, we are we are just concerned about finding uh, a, a, a job. Yeah, uh, call it a career, call it a job, call it work. Yeah, we are just trying to find somebody to hire us. Yeah, I don't really think about oh, hmm, is this uh, what I want to do with my life? Yeah, we just want to do something, and someone pay us, and then you pay the bills, and then okay, uh, rinse and repeat. Yeah, but these days it's a bit different. Yeah, I have a lot of students who are in their twenties, and uh, they 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 will share with me about how uh, uh, what they are doing may or may not fit in with uh, their career goals. Yeah, uh, career goals used to be something that HR talked to you about. Yeah, nowadays even undergrads are talking about it. Yeah, fresh grad undergrads are talking about it. Yeah, so uh, goals. Um, what kind of goals can we find at work? Mm. What kind of goals can we find at work? Uh, the reason why I keep asking you, uh, I, I keep on wanting you to give me the answer, uh, is because um, I can I can describe to you very quickly. You know uh, what are the different kind of goals? It can be internal, intrinsic. It can be extrinsic. Yeah, it can be material. It can be satisfaction and so on and so forth. Yeah, but um, if it comes from you, then it's specific to you. Yeah. And the important thing is to get each and every one of us to think about this. Yeah. What exactly do you want to get out of work? Mm. And then we explore together. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just randomly, anybody you want to share, not necessarily your own, yeah, but what you can think of as a as a goal that you can achieve at work. Mm. What would be something that you want to achieve at work? Let me just do the easy one. You want to earn money. Yeah? Is money a goal for your work? Say yes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, if you if you don't need the money and you still go there to do something, uh, it's called Siapusa. <laughs> it's called volunteer work. <laughs> it still work, but it's volunteer work. Yeah. Uh, so um, one of the goals is monetary. What else? Yes. Yes. Because I'm a freelancer. Yeah. So okay. every assignment I meet with different people. Uh huh. And most of the people I meet with say yeah, you know what I mean. They are I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no, they are big shots. What is fei yeah? That means if they are if they are not big shots, they are government officials. Okay. So I always have a lot of fear sitting next to them because I'm an interpreter. Ah. So I get a lot of pressure sitting next to these people. I so see. every time I start an assignment. <laughs> okay. Do you ever translate halfway then? No, no, no. But I need a lot of that for my emotional stability. Okay. Because um, these are people of standing, of some standing. They can complain about us or whatever, then we will have a hard time. What will happen to you if they complain about you? Mm, agencies will not place us for future assignments, for example. With them, lah. Uh, yeah. yeah. For me, or oh, no. this maybe this person is uh. a bad record, for example. Uh. Uh, so things 
Has it happened to you before? Yes. Oh. For example, if I'm booked for three days, I might be cancelled after day one. Okay. Mm, it has happened before. Ah. Yeah. So, so my, my greatest thing is how do I deal with such situations ah. where I get a lot of tension. I can't change them. If they speak the way they're speaking, I can't change them. Okay. So I need to find a lot of internal thing to, to con- compose myself. This is my greatest challenge. Uh, so your goal one of the goal is uh, one thing that you want to achieve is to to have things go smoothly yeah more like dealing with tension oh with factors you cannot control okay so you like to deal with tension at work tension at work do you is that a goal for you to have tension or not to have tension? It will be there. So how to manage it? Huh? How to manage it? It will be there. It will be there. Yeah, the tension so, will be there. So how do I manage it? Ah, uh, okay. So when you say manage, do you want to have more tension or less tension? Less. Okay, good. <laughs> Just to be clear, you know, you never know. Some people, you know, like like the high stress, high excitement work. Yeah, so later I do some chanting. Then suddenly the stress reduces and she feel no kick. Yeah. Now you may you may be surprised, uh, and it may, it may seem like Sifu is asking a nonsensical question. Who wants to have tension at work? Uh, most people don't want to. Most people do not want to have stress at work. Uh, but there are individuals who look for challenging work. Mm who would be um, bored if it's too um, mechanical, if it's too, uh, what do you call that, pedestrian, yeah, where the work you know, it just re- requires you to show up. Yeah? So, but there are some who... Um, a, an ex-colleague shared with me this. Uh, he shared with me about how uh, over his course of years of working, he, he met many individuals. And uh, in the past one or two years, he, he encountered some individuals in the client's place. And one of them told him that uh, she's going to resign yeah, from her position, which is pretty, um, pretty good. Yeah? Uh, monetary-wise, you know, quite a good reward. But she's going to resign and then move uh, over to, to, I think, Malaysia KL. Yeah. And according to her, it's going to be a huge pay cut. Yeah, huge pay cut. But she's, and, and he was like, but so why are you doing that? Yeah. And he says, or rather she says, that she's doing that because, uh, partly because his, her husband is moving over and also because uh, she wants to have a life. Yeah, she don't want to, you know, uh, have work become the, her whole life. Yeah, that she she wants to just have a work. Yeah, just do some things at work, and then when it's time to knock off, she get to knock off, go back, and then have time for her life. Yeah. Um, what my what my my this uh, ex colleague friend told me was most interesting. He said. 
it then dawned on him that, yeah, um, in the past he couldn't understand why anyone would want to do that. Yeah. Uh, because in the past, we, we were in, uh, in the tech industry, and in the tech industry, you don't want to be given easy projects. Because easy projects means anyone can do it. It means that you cannot really um, learn new things or, or try things out. And most importantly, show how good you are. Yeah. Uh, but um, over the years, it then dawned on him that yeah, not everybody you know, want to live their life that way. So sometimes it's, it's important. Uh, some people, sometimes we may feel that, no, I don't need that much attention. You can pay me less, I don't need that kind of responsibility or attention. Yeah. Now, the important thing is to know what we want. Do we want more of this or less of this? And sometimes it's important to know that they are somehow linked. Yeah. Um, ideally, we can find, if we can find a work that has low tension and high pay, or that would be ideal, yeah? Um, and that can give us peace, a lot of peace, because our job is easy to achieve and our colleagues Is this how you spell colleagues? Colleagues? E-A. E-A, uh. Our colleagues are awesome, yeah. friendly. What kind of colleagues do you want? Understanding? Understanding? Wow. Yeah, just tell me what you want, I will make it happen. Huh? <laughs> uh, what else? Team player. Team player. Wow. What else? Forgiving. forgiving. Understanding, forgiving. Uh, anything else? Uh, today is your lucky day. You can ask all you want. You may not get it. <laughs> Honest. Wow. Now we are all getting warm up. Huh? Supportive. Uh, I will send an email to your company, okay? <laughs> What else do you want from your, your colleagues? Empathic. Ah. We can, you see, suddenly we have a lot of things. Huh? Uh, how about a boss? <laughs> Same. Same huh? Boss plus colleague. Mm. How about a customer? Same. Same. <laughs> Yeah, so we have number number one, our boss, our colleagues, our customer should be awesome, uh, friendly, understanding, team player, forgiving, honest, supportive, empathetic, and so on and so forth. And then number two, uh, that the job is easy. Number three, as a result, we have low stress. Number four, the pay is super good. <laughs> How is that success at work? <laughs> in, in the past about 11 or 12 years, I've sat down with many individuals 
for many reasons. Sometimes it's work, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's parent-child, sometimes it's child-parent, usually parent-child. Uh, but there are some cases where it's child-parent. So the, the child will come and look for me. But usually such child is not young, it's usually older. A <laughs> uh, whole variety. But those who come and uh, consult me about work uh, usually find that they, they are missing one of them, or two of them, or three of them, or all of them. <laughs> yeah, so they, they tell me this, or they want... They hope that it can be like this, like that, like this, like that. So I told them, I said, if, if the job um, is easy to do, pays well, has no stress, no tension, and the boss, colleague, customer are all awesome and so and so forth, why is your boss hiring you? The boss will just do it himself, you know. <laughs> Yeah, think about it. If, a, <laughs> if let's say now you're the boss and you have a position that is easy to do and you have to pay the person well and everybody is nice and as a result tension is low, yeah. what kind of position is this? <laughs> yeah. Does such a position exist? Huh? Oh, okay. Ah, so okay. Ah, this is the interesting part. Huh? What is okay versus pay well? Mm. So I'm, I'm good with the pay and the rest, everything is good. Ah, so so end of talk. Hey, you can't wait, Jala. You have found success at work. <laughs> So, is that success for you all? Have you all thought about it? Mm. Uh, Even even in the past, before I become a monk, I sometimes, um, when I meet up with my friends, and I'm waiting for my friend to arrive, I will look around and do what is a favorite pastime in Singapore. Yeah, people watching. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know whether we look at people the same way. Sometimes I'm in a train, sometimes I'm at a cafe. Uh, wherever I am, I look at people. And the one thing I observe is that um, apart from the rushing around, uh, a lot of people don't look happy. Whether they are in the midst of doing their work or they are walking from point to point B, they don't look exactly happy. Yeah. They look stressed. They look tense up. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder, why, why are they so tense up? Or when I go to some retail shop and then I step in, uh, occasionally we'll meet someone who is like super friendly, like, hi, you know? Um, and then, of, of this category, you have those who, they are hi, what can I do for you? And then they, they, will, they will hound you, you know. Yeah? They will shadow you, they will keep loitering around, like, what do you want? Yeah? And there are those who will tell you, like, 
Hi, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm around, you know, just feel free to browse. And there are those who will, be, who will ignore you. Yeah? And when you want to ask them for assistance, like before you even finish a sentence, no, we don't have it. Yeah. So I sometimes wonder, like, hmm, what makes people tick? Yeah. Do they feel satisfied with their work? What is the definition of success for them? Do they feel, do they feel fulfilled? Yeah. Because if you, if you think about it, um, finding success at work is actually rather important. Yeah. Because most of us work five day week, some even six, some five and a half. Yeah. Uh, before I come up to work, it was six day week. And then towards the end of my studies, it was five and a half. When I came out, uh, it was in a transition period between five and a half to five day week. Yeah. Uh, now it's mostly five days. Yeah. Uh, recently I posted an article on Facebook and the article suggests a three day work, work week. Yeah. But I think we shouldn't be so greedy. Let's go for four days. To me, if you all can torture your boss to give you four days, you know what you all should do? You should work on Monday and Tuesday, rest Wednesday, and then work Thursday, Friday. So every day when you go to work, it feels like Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> then you will never have Monday blues, you know. <laughs> yeah. But until that happens, uh, how can we find success? Why do we want to find success? Because... Out of the five days, we work easily 10 hours. Yeah? Uh, the whole idea that uh, 9 to 5, you know, um, how many of you, okay, maybe all of you, how many of you work strictly on a, like a 9 hour or 8 hour duration per day? How many of you? Oh, quite a handful. Oh, about maybe 25%. Mm. How about the rest? Uh, between 8 to 10 hours a day? 10 and above? The rest of you are jobless. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Hey, we, the economy needs you all to go and do something about it. You know? Huh? Oh, wait. Wait, wait, do you understand what I'm asking? <laughs> Shifu, do you mean, uh, huh? when you say night hour day, you mean that when the time it calls for finished work, you just drop everything and go, the ability to be like that? Is that what you mean? Uh, or... Yeah. It means that, you know, that there are some uh, working environment where, you know, you have a fixed hours. Yeah. I mean, all, all, all kinds of work have have the, have the official hours. Yeah? But many companies have the official hours and then the non-official hours, which can be anything between 10 to 12 hours. Yeah? Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to have a feel of things. Yeah? So how many of you work within the kind of like, let's say 8.30 to... When I say 9 to 5, then you may think, mm, Shifu asked 9 to 5. I work 8.30 to 5. So does it count? <laughs> Roughly there, come on. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, so but I look about nine to six. Then does it count? Or oh, roughly there? Huh? So between nine to ten hours per day. Raise your hand like that, no, like that, like that. Uh, okay, ten hours and above. Up, 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 and away. Ten hours and above means fourteen hour is included. Uh, how about the rest? Below eight hours. Okay. Uh, how many of you are like, you know, running your own business? So irregular. Sometimes two hours. Sometimes twenty-four hours. Yeah. Uh, some of you, huh? Okay. Mm. So, suffice to say that those of us who are working, uh, it occupies a huge chunk of our waking hours. And that's the, that's the point. Yeah. But when you don't raise your hand, I, I don't know where to go, you know. Yeah. Uh, how many hours you all work? Not telling you. <laughs> yeah. Because most of us work more than half of our waking hours. In fact, most of us work easily 75% and more of our waking hours. Out of seven days, five days of our week is like that. Yeah. So, and, and we are ignoring the fact that some of us sometimes even have to burn our weekends. Yeah. So, um, considering the fact that a huge portion of our time is spent at work, if you're not finding success, whatever success means, then you're going to feel you know, frustrated you know, every week. Yeah. Perhaps that's why people have Monday blues. Yeah? Perhaps that's why people have Monday blues. If every day when you go to work, you go there and then you, you get to play football, watch TV, then have snacks, you know, and, and snacks are all provided, buffet lunch, yeah? then after lunch, go to, go, for the, go to the corporate gym, go for a swim. Yeah? Would you have Monday blues? Say no. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. But how many of us can do that? Yeah, not many. So, what is success to us? For some people, uh, success is monetary uh, gain. Yeah? For others, uh, it is having a sense of peace, of achievement. Yeah? Um, we all have different definitions of success. Yeah? But the very least uh, is linked to uh, monetary rewards. Yeah, because for last I checked, uh, we all need to pay bills. We all need to sustain ourselves, maintain ourselves. Yeah? So um, that part aside, success should be above and beyond the basics. Yeah? But what, what, what precisely constitutes success? Yeah, I like what, what is your name? Chin. As in C-H-I-N? I like what Chin mentioned about being able to achieve our goals. Yeah? There are a few goals that I'd like to share with you all, and maybe you all can chip in what other goals you all have. Uh, to me, because earning money is a, is a must, is a, the basic, basic uh, uh, need, so to me, there's little point about saying, I want to make sure that I get money. Because if your company is not paying you, 
something is wrong, you know? Yeah? Uh, take for example, when you take grab, and you want to go, uh, it, it must be, your intention must be to go somewhere, right? When you take a cab or take grab. So the minimum goal is that they must bring you there. Make sense? Yeah. yeah? So, uh, as a result, that, that is something that is unspoken. You don't have to even think about it. Minimally, they should get you there. Yeah? Uh, on top of that, they should take you there safely. Yeah? Uh, it would be good if they can be friendly. Yeah? Even better if they greet you. Yeah? And even nicer if they give, offer you a Lindt chocolate or, I don't know, Roy's chocolate. Yeah? And then offer you a drink, complimentary drink. And then free Wi-Fi, yeah. And then a, a coupon, you know, five dollars off for the next ride. <laughs> it gets better all the time, yeah. Um, but so what about work? Mm. Uh, success. Uh, some people feel that besides getting the basic compensation, uh, they would like to have more than that, yeah. Because work don't just pay us. It gives us more than that. For some people, uh, they want to find work that gives them prestige. But beyond prestige, work can also give us a sense of accomplishment. And accomplishment can come in different forms. Yeah. Uh, firstly, being able to accomplish our tasks. Secondly, getting recognition. Yeah. And all this, all this is linked to some form of control. Yeah, some form of, form of control. But sometimes as we go ahead pursuing that, then we forget why we do all this. Yeah? And we end up just going after control. Yeah? And that's why sometimes in the company, we, we see a lot, a lot of what we call politicking. Have you all experienced politicking at work before? Say yes. Say yes again. Yes. Yeah, double yes. Huh? Uh, what I observe over the years in different organizations before I become a monk and even after I become a monk is uh, this is actually a very interesting process because many times those people who appear to us as being as politicking or, or so, they don't necessarily think that they are politicking. Yeah, they genuinely feel that they are doing the right thing. That's the interesting thing I observe over the years. That all parties involved, they genuinely feel that they are doing the right thing. Yeah. So this creates some conundrum, yeah, which we will explore. So, finding success. A few things that can help us. In one of the sutta. In one of the sutta, the Buddha actually advised some lay people on what they can do to find success. Uh, have you all encountered the sutta before? The Buddha didn't spend all his 45 years telling people, Ah, fang xia. Ah, you all pursue so much. Ah, fang xia. Don't pursue. Ah, come and become monks and nuns. <laughs> no, the Buddha didn't do that. You know? uh, for some specific individuals, uh, whom he found to be ready, yeah? who has uh, the potential to see the truth. Ah, then they go, he goes specifically to them 
to, to in a way, enlighten them, to guide them, to, to share with them um, something that they have never heard of. Yeah? In other words, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path. But for, the, for many others, he didn't do that. Not because Buddha was <laughs> yeah, not, not because the Buddha was playing favorites, but because whenever he speak, whenever he teach, he consider the uh, mental faculties of the listener. He consider what is suitable for them at this moment, what would they find uh, uh, pliable, what would they find um, to be viable. So for many lay people, he actually didn't directly teach them the supramundane path. Instead, he teach them husbandry. He teach them how to manage their their family, how to manage their work. Yeah. So, including how to be successful at work. Mm. So, one of the the, the few things um, at uh, later on after the talk, I will share with you all the exact um, exact sutta. Uh, and when you look at the sutta, you'll find that uh, sounds like what everybody would do. Yeah. So what he said is, for a person to, be, to find success, yeah, as far as the work is concerned, what must you do? You must first of all know uh, the details and the scope of your work. Sounds almost like common sense. Huh? Yeah. Now, so... That's the first thing. Mm, yeah, the JD. Uh, and then after that, you should uh, put in effort to go and uh, learn the skill required for the work. So upgrade, huh? Yeah. So the skills future five hundred dollars. Uh. <laughs> well, then at the end of the of the talk, then I, I show one slide. This talk was probably sponsored by <laughs> WDA. <laughs> and then the third one is to put in effort and diligence. And work. Now again, these three. Um, uh, I'm I'm only highlighting these three because this is this is to me most obvious, and almost like this is potentially what your boss and the HR manager will be telling you. You know, yeah. Uh, but sometimes can be quite uh, so obvious that we don't realize. And oftentimes, when people come to Buddhism, we somehow think that uh, there should be some other spiritual ways. Yeah. Are there some other things be- be- besides the obvious, you know, day-to-day work-related kind of things? Uh, later, I'll share with you what mantra to recite. <laughs> Is there some mantra you can recite? One, you know, you want to know the mantra or not? How many of you want to know the mantra? 
only a few. So the rest don't want to know. Uh, so I will not waste your time. Those who want to know, stay back and I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> you don't think I'm kidding? Uh? That's really some mantra you can recite one, you know. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. Uh. Uh, so, uh, a bit about this details and scope of work. Many years back, um, I, I sat down with this uh, young chap. Now this young chap is still young, uh, but uh, no longer single. He's married with two kids. Yeah. Uh, so back then, he was working at this uh, home, and he, he shared with me one day about how he's having trouble at work. Yeah. He's having difficulties at work, where... Uh, according to his to his uh, boss, he seemed to be like always like you know missing out on things and you know unclear about things. So I asked him a very direct question: uh, Do you know the the details and scope of your work? And then he looked at me like, uh, "What do you mean?" I say, "Do you know what you're supposed to do at work?" So now I ask you, do you know what you're supposed to do at work? Yes. You don't know? Should be, huh? Better be, huh? Um, but I, I tell you, there's... <laughs> uh, why did I ask this question? Because if you know what you're supposed to do at work, then that should remove a huge chunk of problem. Yeah? Uh, but for him, his reply was, actually there are some things I still don't know. Eh? Then I asked him, how many months have you been at work at this place and he told me two years and that's where I was writing uh, two years and I look up and I'm like if you have been at the company for maybe two months or a few weeks and you are not sure that's fine but two years after two years you have no more reason to say that you do not know yeah uh But um, so then, if you are in that, if you are in this position, what should you do? Mm. Granted, now just now when I asked, do you all know the details and scope of your work? All of you said yes, right? Yeah. But have you ever encountered anything at work where you don't know how to do? Also yes, right? Then what do you do as a result? Ah, you ask around, isn't it? Yeah. But what if you ask around and you cannot get help? What do you do? Escalate. Ah, escalate. So I told him, I said, um, and this is something that you all can think about. Yeah, but I look at all of you, you all look quite jaded. Huh? So, <laughs> so trials are high. All of you are very seasoned at work already. As <laughs> uh, uh, we are very seasoned. We want something more. Yeah? Just go straight to the mantra. Tell us. <laughs> yeah? Which mantra is the one to get a three-month bonus? And some of you may be thinking, Sufu, I'm already getting three months. How to get a six-month bonus? Uh, very simply, no, not the bonus part, but the scope. Uh, the thing I often ask people is, uh, 
Do you know what are your daily tasks? Do you have daily tasks that you must perform? Are there weekly tasks that uh, you are required to perform? How about monthly tasks? Quarterly tasks? Yeah? Biannual tasks? And is, are there any yearly reports that you must produce, uh, draft and, and produce? Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, now this seems pretty straightforward. But from, from what I've, I've observed, yeah, from the different individuals who come to see me, many times people go to work just doing their work. Yeah. Uh, it would be an interesting exercise for you to take a piece of paper, if you, have, if you can find a piece of paper, to just write it down, to ask yourself, what exactly do you do at work? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like now, take a piece of paper and write down. <laughs> In brief, like you can use your handphone, you can use something else as well. Mm. Just list down in brief, what exactly do you do at work? And the, the, the key thing is, when you pen it down, uh, it helps us to uh, do our self-assessment, to be able to say, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to do, am I trained to do it? Mm. Yeah? Are we trained, are we equipped to do it? Are we empowered to do it? The question as to whether we are equipped to do it is referring to internal factors, whether we have the know-how yeah, for doing it, whether we are empowered to do it is about authorization, it's about whether we have the support of our fellow uh, colleagues, be it our boss or our peers, to do what we are supposed to do. And from the from this self-assessment, we may be able to find out that perhaps we are equipped in some ways, perhaps we are empowered in some ways. And then in some other cases, maybe we are not equipped 
to do the job, maybe we are not really empowered to do the job. And more likely than not, uh, if you think about uh, your work in the past six months to maybe a year, uh, the times where things falter is probably linked to one of this. Yeah. Uh, so then, what must we do? Uh, then we have to do. So this is what in the corporate way is called the gap analysis. Uh. Uh, then you can raise raise it to your, your your team or your manager and see what can be done about it. Unfortunately, if it's uh, so easy, then that's the end of the talk. Huh? Yeah. But unfortunately, in real life, sometimes it's not so easy. Because sometimes it's the culture of the whole organization, where you are just not empowered to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Uh, one of the things I learned over the years is uh, ability is usually the least of the concern. Uh, technical know-how, yeah, resources, equipment, and all those those are usually not the problem. Yeah, what is the problem? Huh? Communication. Communication is between people and machine, or what? Huh? Don't be shy, your boss is not here unless you came with your boss. Anyone came with your boss? <laughs> mm. Communication. Uh, mm. Communication. Relationship. People. Again, yeah. Oftentimes it comes back to people. Yeah. Uh, this is the easier part actually, because a chunk of this can be managed by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, perhaps that's why, for some people in a company, they end up wanting to do everything themselves. Yeah. Because then you remove all variables. And as long as you can do everything yourself, you don't have to rely on anybody, then if, it's, if it fails, you can only blame yourself. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And in order to make it work, you, you do OT and so <laughs> sikaki. <laughs> then what happened? Your boss will look at you and think, hmm, look at this fine horse. Let's run this horse until the horse die. <laughs> Communication. Yeah. Because unfortunately, sometimes people are not team players. Yeah. Sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. When everybody can succeed together, they can be team players. But if if the success cannot be enjoyed, cannot be enjoyed equally, will your colleagues still be team players? Hard to say. Yeah. 
one time, okay. Yeah, this time I help you succeed. Next time you better help me succeed. Yeah, every time you, I help you succeed, but you never help me succeed. Let's flip it around. Would you do it? Would you be okay to always help your your colleague succeed, but never your colleague help you succeed? Would you be okay with it? So you, you do you realize? There's a reason why people behave that way. Why they expect the quick corporal, you know, they have that kind of mentality. I scratch your back. Uh, in Singapore, we call it, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. <laughs> huh? Why? Because you flip it around, we also, want, we also expect that. So it's not that they are bad people, you know. Yeah? Sometimes when we go to work, we, we feel very, like, oppressed. Yeah? Very... Uh, that the whole environment is very hostile because there's a lot of politics and so on. But when you flip it around, you realize that yeah, they are just they are just being human. It doesn't make it any prettier, yeah? but they are just human, really, yeah? because they are also just going to work to have some, you know, income, and they also want to be happy. You also want to be happy. So who wants to be the one to burn OT? Nobody. So how? Hmm. Um, so there was one talk last year, and you know this 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 whole set here. Uh, the the there are many things from that that conference, and one of the things I re- recalled from that session was. Uh, we all go to work hoping to find bosses, colleagues, customers who are awesome, friendly, understanding, team player, forgiving, honest, supportive, empathetic. And if I didn't stop you all, we would have filled up the whole page. <laughs> but what if you don't go to work looking for someone who is like that, but go to work to be someone like that? Go to work to be awesome to others. Not go to work and then, I'm awesome. <laughs> But go to work and be awesome to others. Yeah? Go to work and be friendly to others. Don't wait for people to be friendly to you. Go to work and be understanding when your colleagues fail. There was one time uh, I was uh, bringing some, uh, some, some French students to this uh, monastery. And everything was prearranged. But that morning when I arrived and I texted the staff, there was no reply. I was on the way and I texted the staff, no reply. And there was one tick, not even two tick. <laughs> What's that, you know? So when I arrived, it was a bit earlier, I was like, hey, how come no response? So I called up, never pick up the call. And honest to heart, a few things went through my mind. I was like, oh, really, uh, play me out. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, a few a few scenarios came up in my mind, uh, uh, including uh, play me out, play punk, uh, or yeah. Uh, but then I asked myself, okay, so maybe that is the case, but maybe the person falls sick, you know. What if the person is sick? Yeah, then uh, then I was I was like, oh dear. Yeah. When I, when I switch it around, then I realize that yeah, there's a potential that the person is sick. And I can't do anything for that person because I have to be here to you know, bring the students around and 
conduct the talk. Yeah, so I I decided okay. I, I mean, if he's if he's I I just hope that he's not you know t- like too seriously ill. Uh, but later on in the afternoon, I still need to use the lecture hall, so I contacted the the abbot, and then uh, and I added one more line. I, I told the abbot that I need some help because the staff was uh, is not available. But I added one more line. I said, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid he might be sick. Yeah. If it's way back, uh, in a corporate world, what will we do? Oh, uh, CC everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, this person no show. Uh, what? We can do that. Yeah. Uh, so when we escalate, there are many different ways to escalate. We can assume the worst about people and escalate. We can also escalate assuming neutral or the best of people. And it turned out that the person was really sick. Yeah, I, I told the abbot that uh, I don't know. I, I think he's probably sick. Yeah, but can we, you know, maybe uh, can, can you help me to arrange for someone to open up the the hall? So everything was resolved, and yeah. And the next day, the next day, the person actually texted me with like, uh, like a few lines of apologies. And I'm so sorry, I, I, I was totally down and uh, I couldn't respond at all. I said, hey, no, 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 no worries, no worries. Yeah. Uh, so, because sometimes people do. Uh, encounter things that happen in their life, whether it's, it's the health or maybe it's their family or something. Yeah. If it happens to us, we would want our colleagues to be understanding, isn't it? Yeah. And so instead of waiting for people to be understanding, what, what if we are understanding? And it will promote and encourage others to be understanding also. Yeah. Being a team player, hmm. If we go into details, we have to stay until six o'clock. Huh? Yeah, I think. Every, is there anyone who do not understand what team player means? Yeah. I just want to point out something about team player. Team player sometimes can be quite tricky, because whose team? <laughs> yeah, because there are different departments. If you are team player to your team, sometimes your team players expect you to not cooperate with the other department, then you are a team player. But if you look at the company as a whole, then being a team player means to assist any department, anybody whatsoever, for the company to succeed, for the customer to succeed. So what kind of team player? What kind of team player? Uh, I've shared this before, uh, way back, uh, there was a project with Thailand and was assigned to go and in the end there was a swap so there were three of us two of us would go and when it, there was a swap instead of asking me to go yeah, asking another guy to go and I told my boss like yeah sure you know if you think that I'm suitable send me if not um, I'd be happy to stay back and do support uh, that was after I decided to become a monk. <laughs> Before that, if I had uh, went in for the meeting, 
you know how I, I will, I'm, 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 the text came on, I will go in and say, boss, I'm the right person. Yeah, but that's, all, that's partly because in my company, that's the culture. Everybody is ready to go there and prove and tell, you know, give you a 15 minutes discourse about why they are the best person for the project. And it's not that we are all going for the simple project. We are all gunning for the, for the tough project. Yeah, so anytime there's an overseas project that is large scale, we want to go and try it. Because otherwise, Singapore, how many large scale projects are there? You know, really no kick. <laughs> yeah, so, always, so that one time I decided, yeah, it's okay. Lah, eh? Then the funny thing is that uh, when I did that, that evening, the, the other guy who was assigned called me up and told me that our boss had a change of mind. I was like, huh? What do you mean? He said, you will go instead. I was like, oh, okay. So it's very funny. Because when I stopped fighting to, to want to go, then suddenly my boss decided to send me. Yeah, so then when we were there, also still on team player, um, usually when you all go for a meeting, and let's say it's a team discussion, uh, I was going to ask you, how many of you would push for your ideas to, go, to, to be implemented? But then I look at you all, Buddhist. Okay, but I will still ask you. So when you go for a project meeting, yeah, and let's say there's a few different proposals, how many of you would push for your project to be implemented? Yeah, I thought so. Just a handful of us. I, I'm with you all last time. So the rest of you, you will just, you know, after the first team proposed, then you will just say, I prepare also, but I think his is very good. Like, we do that. <laughs> huh? what, what is your approach? Would you would you uh, push for it? Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, in our company, uh, we, are, we are super aggressive. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you are a senior consultant or junior consultant or whatever. We, we, if you are on the same, if you are in the team, everybody have equal speaking rights. We will, we will push for our ideas. Yeah, no holds barred. But at at that point in time, I'm. Uh, it's not that I'm not interested at work anymore. It's not. I'm still interested. But some, there was a change over here, uh, and the main change was. Uh, I took a step back and look at the suggestion from my colleague and then look at mine and I like to think that as objectively as I can when I look at both then I was able to consider what is the best solution and not simply try to prove that mine is better Yeah, to, to me it was such a revelation such a such a liberating experience. Not liberated yet, but still very liberating. Because then I, 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 I felt this freedom from that tension, you know, yeah? to, to, to try to oh, fight so hard. And when I saw clearly that, yeah, his idea is, is nothing worse than mine, you know, then I, 
then I realized that many times when, when people are aggressively just trying to prove that the idea is right, or that you, we, we spend so much energy just doing that, you know, just to prove each other wrong. Yeah. So, uh, something funny something funny happened because when I observed that, then I look at his idea and I'm like, so I just uttered out saying, yeah, I think, I think yours can work as well. Yeah. And I really mean it. And then I saw on his face a sense of doubt. <laughs> like, suddenly when I agreed to use his, he was like, oh wait, is this a trap? <laughs> mm. yeah. For me, team player is this. Not simply to try to push for your ideas to go through, but to push for the best idea to go through. Even if it's not your idea. That you consider the success of the team, of the company, of the customer to be the highest priority and not your own success. Initially, when I tried that, um, honestly, my colleague was a bit hesitant. But after a few rounds, uh, trust came in. Trust. Mm. Uh, a very deep level of trust came between us. Yeah. He know that he, he can trust my words. He can trust my decision. That I will not make decisions simply to win, simply to have the upper hand. It was no longer who has the upper hand. It was which hand can make the, the whole thing work. Yeah. And so after we decided to go ahead with his approach, uh, we worked together over the next uh, one day, one night uh, to really make his project work, his approach work. Yeah. So instead of waiting for others to be team player, um, the only person you can control, you must remember, in the company is ourselves. And if we do that, we must also have the right expectations that others may not reciprocate. Mm. And what, what if they don't reciprocate? How many times should we try before we say, okay, enough. I'm a team player twice already. Leh. Third time, it should be your turn. <laughs> yeah. And does it matter? If we, if we don't do that, if we just keep being a team player, do we lose out? Some of you may, may think that you won't. Some of you may think you will. Yeah? Uh, I can't tell you for sure whether you will, you will sort of win or lose. Because it depends on what you mean by win or lose. Yeah? If you mean getting recognition... Uh, then it's hard to say. Because in some companies, the, the bosses are very clear. They see clearly and they give due recognition to, to the whole team. Yeah? There are some who, you know, they only give recognition to whoever shout loudest. So who's to say what, whether you're going to win or lose? Yeah? Uh, forgiving. Yeah? Would you like others to be forgiving? Say yes. Yes, of course. We are not enlightened yet. Who can be free of thoughts? So, of course, we hope others can be forgiving to us. Uh, similarly, why don't we learn to be forgiving to others? 
uh, I'm sure all of us have encountered colleagues who who are forgiving and colleagues who are not so forgiving. Yeah, I myself, I have been on the receiving end of forgiveness. Yeah, uh, and honestly, much to my surprise, because I've heard how in in uh, MNCs, especially um, especially American firms, how it can be quite cutthroat, uh, higher fire and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I'll tell you another time all the goof I've I've shared before. Yeah, how I really create quite a big mess. But at the end of the day, my MD just sat down with me and he did, she didn't laugh about it. It was no laughing matter. But she just sat down with me and she said, do you, do you understand what just happened or something? Yeah. And the one thing she told me was, I, I just need you to know that if you ever have come into a situation where you cannot handle, that you should escalate. Yeah, that you should escalate. Do not just sit on the problem thinking that you will just go away. It will not go away. And I just need you to know that and move on from here. In, in all, the, all my years until today, that, that conversation leaves such a strong impression in me. The power of forgiveness. That she just... Okay, long story short, I burned through three months of consulting hours. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of uh, funding that I burned through three months of project time. And the, the thing came to a dead end. Yeah, and all, all my MD did was sit down with me and, and told me, I just need you to learn this one thing, you know, that you need to escalate. And she assured me, she said, you're not being marked, there's no, no black mark. Yeah? Because I, want to, I need you to focus on the next project. I don't want you to, you know, worry whether there are repercussions. No, this is it. Yeah, but don't do this again. <laughs> yeah, because when she said she wanted to sit down with me, I was like, "Jalat, going to be fired." Yeah, uh, to me that was that was really awesome. Yeah. So forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, uh, together with for- forgiveness, trust. It's also honesty, yeah, being honest about things. And uh, unfortunately, this is one thing that comes up quite frequently when people come to me for consult on work. That sometimes there is a bit of cloak and dagger at work, yeah, where there's a bit of hush-hush, a bit of secrecy, yeah, inner circle, you know, this group, you know, if you're not in the inner circle, you don't know what's happening, then it breeds a lot of doubt, and if it goes further, it becomes contempt. Yeah. So being supportive and empathetic, yeah. This this is linked. Yeah, being understanding and empathetic is linked. Yeah. So finding success. Yeah. What if we turn it around and say? How can we bring success to work? How can we create success at work and, and not wait for, uh, look for success to fall upon us? Yeah. If we do this, perhaps we can promote a culture of success yeah, to, to make people feel motivated to come to work. Yeah. 
Um, and in order to do that, we need to have good communication. Um, the last thing I want to share, perhaps, with you all, uh, before wrapping up, is this thing about communication. Uh, it's a Chinese pro. I think it's a proverb. Xian xiao ren er hou jin zi. Yeah. So it uh, in brief it means uh uh the upfront let's be a xiaoren xiaoren is someone who is very petty yeah very petty and calculative mm. uh, there are many aspects of xiaoren but this is the part that we are going to focus on yeah uh, so upfront be calculative and petty then a whole jinzi and thereafter be a gracious gentleman yeah. Be someone who is gracious and forgiving and so on. Yeah. That where you are not calculative. Let me explain. Huh? Why is this crucial? So to be upfront, to be calculative and to be petty means upfront to let others communicate yeah, very clearly what you need and expect from them and what uh, you are able to do yeah, very clearly. What you need them to do, what you're able to provide. Say very clearly. Yeah? Uh, and then, in terms of the later part, the actual execution and implementation, uh, don't be so calculative. Why is this crucial? Uh, because we Chinese have a tendency to do the opposite. We have the tendency, you know, up front, ayah, can la, no problem. We are, eh? we know each other so long. Eh? Don't you don't have to be? I have, those are details, you know. Don't have to talk about the details. I trust you la. Hey, don't you trust me? Huh? We are, we know each other. How long? Uh, three three days only. Huh? but no problem. Huh? Uh, can. Uh, then when it comes to implementation, hey, like that cannot, like this cannot. Huh? Uh, this is the xian jin zi hou xiao ren. Do you find that this happened at work? Huh? Sometimes people up front everything can. Then when come when it, you, you come to implementation everything cannot. Uh, some of this is really cultural. Yeah. Because we don't feel good to be petty. And if all goes well, then you also don't have to be petty at the end. Uh, but as they always say, yeah, it's when when things are not going well, then you see who is the jinzi. When things are not going well, uh, who can still rise above and be awesome, <laughs> be understanding? Yeah? When the project is failing, when the project is not failing, everyone can be jinzi, everyone can be nice, yeah? everyone can be understanding, friendly, and so on and so forth. Uh, but when things are, are not going well, can we still be all this? Uh, that is the challenge. <clears throat> That's the challenge. Yeah. So, uh, I propose. 
Actually, not, not that I propose. Uh. Uh, this is uh, ancient Chinese wisdom. As far as work is concerned. And if we do that, um, uh, will it resolve all the issues? Maybe not. I cannot guarantee that if you do this, then nothing will go wrong. But at least it will will manage people's expectations. It will help communicate your expectations to others and give them a chance to communicate their expectations to you also. Uh, then, in terms of the actual execution, uh, give each other some buffer and leeway. Uh. So, finding success at work. Uh, there are actually quite a few other things I want to share with you. Uh, but it's already 3 o'clock. So, we have to stop here. Mm. Ah, I haven't told you the mantra. <laughs> huh? You're waiting for the mantra. Huh? <laughs> Recently, I have a mantra. You know what is my mantra? Very simple. Listen carefully. Don't know whether you can memorize. It's not very long. It's called do the next best thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that simple. Do the next best thing. Why was, you may wonder, so what kind of mantra is that? Mantra doesn't have to be in Sanskrit one, you know. If you want, I can convert it to Sanskrit, then, then you can go and re- recite in Sanskrit, okay? But why do the next best thing? Uh, because if all goes well, you don't need any mantra. It's when things go wrong, then you need a mantra. And why this mantra? Because many times when things go wrong, then we just sit down there immobilized, incapacitated. We feel like we cannot do anything left. But there's always something else to do. There's always something else you can do that is the next best. The problem is, we are oftentimes affixed with the best. That anything short of that is a failure, it's not a success. Then we, then we, we just get stuck and don't do anything. Yeah. So do the next best thing. If, the, if the, some things are delayed, okay, what's the next best thing you can do for the project? Yeah. Uh, include, and this is a mantra <laughs> that is not just for work. Even among friends, family, yeah. yeah, something happened. Again, if nothing happened, everything is going smoothly, who needs mantra? Yeah? You all, have you all ever thought of Kwan Sin Pusa when things are going well? Huh? Never. <laughs> Tio Beipo, think about Kwan Sin Pusa. Don't need. Yeah? Before Tio Beipo, you need to think about Kwan Sin Pusa. After Tio Beipo, no need to think really. Right? Uh. <laughs> yeah, so the man. Yeah, do the next best thing.